0: You're listening to a Two Jackets podcast. Check out more at twojackets.com. Welcome to
1: Sham Fiction, the podcast where we break the first rule of fan fiction, that you have to be a fan to
0: write it. We're Two Jackets Productions. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. And I'm Marcus. Here's the format. Each installment, Andrew, Eric, or Marcus, will be presented with a media franchise that they are unfamiliar with and challenged to write fanfiction about
2: it. We'll start by giving the author some basics, like characters, overarching plots, and those special elements that make each franchise great.
1: The author will then take this info, throw out what they don't like, add a generous helping of creative license, and come back ready to read their masterpiece for all of us to enjoy. It's fanfiction written by non-fans!
2: It's Sham Fiction! This week's author is Marcus.
1: Hey folks, this is Andrew, and welcome to the third and final week of the Sham Fiction ShamCom
0: Specials. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. What? I had no idea this was still going on. It is, Marcus.
1: (laughs) What a pleasant surprise for you. So, yes, this week, everybody, this is special, as I've made it perfectly (laughs) clear. (laughs) How special is it? Oh, let me tell you. All right, so in this episode, we're going to be doing it a little bit differently. We are going to be writing about sitcoms. We haven't done this before, before these last two, at least, um, and this one. Um, We're going to be writing sitcoms, and we're going to be writing them in script format, Instead of prose, they're going to be written just like scripts would. A little bit shorter than normal scripts, but they will be written in scripts nonetheless. And the best part, at least my favorite part, we're going to be bringing in four of our favorite actors to read for these scripts. Read these scripts on air. <laughs> oh my goodness. that's oh, so exciting. I'm this is especially exciting. Given the property that we're covering today, which is <laughs> Friends. Yay.
3: Clap, 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 clap. Clap, Whoa. clap, clap,
2: clap, clap.
3: <laughs>
2: Guys, I've Friends. never seen Friends, which oh, is incredible. <laughs> it is incredible. <laughs> to I love sitcoms. I've seen all of Frasier like seven times. Yep. And yep. I've never seen an episode of Friends all the way through. Bonkers. <laughs>
1: That is next criminal bonkers. Um though friends guys, I'm so excited to do this. This is one of my favorite shows. I can't say that I've seen it three times all the way through like Marcus has with Frasier, but I've seen quite a dang bit of this show. (laughs) Quite Um, a dang bit. I gotta give a lot of credit to my girlfriend, Erin. She is the one that sat me down because I was like, my sisters watched this show when I was a kid. That's not cool. (laughs) And she sat me down and introduced me to the wonders of this brilliant, brilliant program. (laughs) Eric, you've seen the show. Yeah. What introduced you to the show? Did you watch it when it was on? I
0: never watched it when it was on. I did watch it when it was on. It was kind of a, a weekly thing. I can't say my family had a lot of traditions, and I don't think this was really a tradition either, but my sister, especially, would watch this show all the time, and my mother as well. Like, this was just on the TV. If the TV was on, this was there. If I wanted to go watch something else, I'd go watch Star Trek The Next Generation. But upstairs friends would be on and I believe my sister owns like all seasons on DVDs so it's it's her fault but I I watched my fair share I enjoyed it I haven't seen the whole thing there's a lot of episodes I haven't seen but I've seen quite a few and it's 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 a lovely program
1: such a lovely program and we can we owe that lovely program to two people David Crane and Marta Kaufman who created the program Uh, They also wrote the pilot, which Eric and I watched this last week, along with a handful of other episodes from season one. We're going to be covering the friends as they stand early in the show, mostly in season one. That's the episodes we watched. Um, But as throughout the show, it is starring Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, Matt LeBlanc, Matthew Perry, and David Schwimmer. Oh, yeah. The pilot... And we're making this the, the the third one in this series was directed by, guy. We do we have to say it? we've already said it. James Burroughs. James, James. Burroughs. Jimmy B. James Burrows
0: himself,
2: <laughs> the king of pilots.
1: <laughs> guy
0: directed uh-huh. this. I
1: mean,
2: what what an unfortunate guy. He's had zero success in his career.
0: <laughs>
2: I mean, every pilot he touches, just the show doesn't take off. Tens of millions of people don't watch. I'm sure he's a popper, you know, peddling <laughs> on the street. So if you, if you do listen to this, uh, send donations to Jimmy Burroughs, and hopefully we can get him work again. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, right. So uh, Jimmy B, he directed this pilot
1: back in 1994. Friends premiered what? in September 1994, and it ran for 10 whole seasons. Jeez.
0: That's a lot of friends. That's a lot of friendship.
1: Oh, there's so much friendship, and I could have more, I tell you. I want even more friendship. Uh, So right now, you can catch catch up with friends uh, on Netflix. It's available for stream, um, or you can be a wise person and just go out and buy it, so you always have it on Blu-ray. It's absolutely worth it. Uh, I own them. I bought them for Aaron because... I love her. Oh, you you know? know you bought them for you. Oh, it was a little little selfish. A
2: little selfish. <laughs> All right. Just trying to figure out how to do your hair like Aniston. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. I may have tried the Rachel. Gotta <laughs> freeze tried frame
2: it. it. Gotta freeze frame it. <laughs>
1: oh, good. Alright, so Friends.
0: What is Friends? You know what Friends is? Friends is the story of like six super duper hot, attractive young white people living in New York <laughs> in the mid nineties. That's they hang That's out it? at a they hang out at a coffee shop. They have a they have palatial apartments <laughs> in Manhattan. Uh, they're and and apparently they're you know just scraping by. You know it's it's like uh, like think Big Bang Theory uh, size, uh, but. Even worse, because it's even larger and even fancier. And anyway, <laughs> that's what's going on with this show. It's just these young, attractive people dating each other, dating other people, getting by in the world. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it, Andrew. Ah, uh.
1: <laughs> let me lay down this sweet beat.
0: Um,
1: so, <laughs> um, so yeah. So this is set in New York. It's in it's in the West Village. Um, the locations for this show it's all Monica's apartment which mm-hmm. is the big gigantic one it's Joey and Chandler's apartment which is a smaller crappier one because they're bachelors they're dudes they don't paint walls or anything they don't match <laughs> furniture and then there's Central Park which is the coffee shop downstairs that they go to and those Ooh. are your locations that is the center of friends world
0: is that below Monica's apartment
2: Or join both of them because they live across
1: the street or across the hall from each other, same building.
0: (laughs) Convenient, which is why Mm -hmm. they're always hanging out with each other. Gotcha. In Monica's apartment and the coffee shop, they just all they they just occupy this space and they never leave, so that they never have to encounter I don't know a minority maybe, (laughs) or like a challenging idea. I don't know. Anyway, Andrew uh, likes leave, the show more than I do. They actually leave
1: the, 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 the central locations quite a bit, so don't be afraid <laughs> You're right, to I'm venture giving, out. I'm giving it a hard time. Don't be afraid to venture out. Uh, <laughs> what is this,
0: Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> Not so, too far off.
1: Who are these friends? Who are these friends? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick us off. Please. The first friend in this show, Friends, Monica Geller, played by mm-hmm. Courtney Cox. Mm-hmm. Monica... She, at least to start Because this is season one She's like our straight woman She is the most mature of the group The most put together She is a chef She has a job as a chef At a nice restaurant At least for a while mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But Monica, her like thing is that She's very particular about everything She's kind of the uh, the uptight one she, she knows she's the most together And she doesn't let other people f- forget it um, though, she's also kind of, um, she is a little, what am I trying to say? She just kind of, she believes things. You know, she's kind of gullible. That's the word I was looking for. She can be gullible, especially when it comes to relationships. She just kind of like, she's very, she wants, she dates a lot. And she just kind of throws herself into these dates, into these guys. And sometimes gets the better of her.
0: So. Yeah. I like that Eric. description, though. Dates a lot. Because that is going to come up for every single character <laughs> in this show. Uh, also, to note about Monica, uh, she is like she looks like a supermodel. Uh, something else I'm going to say about every single character on this show. Uh, <laughs> they're all stupid pretty. Which is probably why they were on this very successful show and made millions and millions of dollars. Anyway, per episode. The next one. The next friend in the in next the friend. group is Rachel, who is actually the newbie of the group when the pilot happens. Mm-hmm. This is her name is Rachel Green. she is a uh, she is a young naive woman uh, <laughs> as attractive as a model and dates a lot. <laughs> Um, She is, she's fun because she grew up rich. She was daddy's little girl. She always had daddy's money. And she is in New York on her own without that support for the first time in her life. So she is, like I said, she's naive. Um, In the first episode in the pilot, she's literally a runaway bride. She shows up at Cafe Perk in her wedding dress. Central Perk. Ah, gosh, I keep doing this. Central Perk, not Cafe Perk. It's almost like we're covering
1: two shows that have coffee shops as their center.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Every single show. So Central Perk, because it's like Central Park. Get it? Even though it's in the village. Um, So she shows up at Central Perk in her wedding dress. She went to high school with Monica. So Mm -hmm. they did know each other. Uh, They just weren't very close, I guess it sounds like. No, they
1: were good friends in high school, but just in high school. They haven't seen each other much since.
0: Right. I think uh, in the pilot, Rachel says that, uh, or Monica correctly guesses that she is Rachel's closest friend in New York who wasn't invited to her wedding. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll kinda, that kind of gives you the, uh, the background for their relationship. Uh, but she is the uh, rich girl, or used to being rich, so she loves to shop. She loves to get her hair did, as you know. Uh yeah, that's kind of that's kind of yeah. Rachel.
1: The big thing with Rachel is she's the inexperienced one. She has been sheltered her whole life, so she's trying to find her way in the big city. So she's the least experienced of any of them. At the end of the pilot episode, she cuts up Daddy's credit cards yeah. and shuns that light. Or not shuns. She doesn't like turn it away, but she's ready to live on her own and do her own thing and take the world by storm.
0: Yeah, and she actually gets a job at Central Park. So she's like the, she's a barista there oh. for a while. I don't think that lasts too long, but I don't remember. Uh, it lasts for a while. Oh, yeah. okay.
1: Yep, she's a she's a waitress there. She does not make the coffee because she makes terrible coffee. Who oh, she gosh. With? She lives with Monica. They okay. are roommates. Yep, she moves in gotcha, with she moves Monica.
0: In. Awesome. Next up.
1: Who yes. we got. Phoebe Buffet,
0: hey, the lovely Phoebe. Lisa Kudrow,
1: who I love as I love them all equally.
0: What's your Like name? my children. Uh,
2: what's that? Her last name was. Are you saying Buffy or Buffy? Buffet. <laughs> I'm
1: saying Buffet.
2: <laughs>
1: buffet. Her name is Phoebe Buffet. Uh, Phoebe, she's the quirky one. Uh, yeah, she is such a free spirit that Phoebe. Um, <laughs> she works as a masseuse. She is she is a masseuse, but she's also a performer. She uh she sings. She plays a little acoustic guitar, and she does both of those things badly. Um, she is very bad. That is a long running joke on the show that Phoebe is constantly just kind of singing to herself, making up her own songs, and they're terrible. And when she performs. The friends, they of course go to support her because she plays at Central Park a lot.
0: But <laughs> it's, always that? It's, it's, it's always
1: terrible. It's always bad. Um, her her uh, number one hit is Smelly Cat, um, <laughs> which always yeah. comes up at some point. <laughs> she just starts singing Smelly Cat, um, which is, is, is lovely. But Phoebe, what I love about Phoebe are two things, two big tropes with her. One, she just says what is ever on her mind like, just complete non-sequiturs. She thinks she's contributing to the conversation, but everybody just kind of looks at her and goes, what are you talking about? Or they, like, she says something that's completely off-base about something that happened, and they're like, Phoebe, no, that was because of this. Or, no, you did that. And she's like, oh, okay. (laughs) That's a very common thing. Um, And also, to like, alleviate situations, she'll talk about, like, her dark past on the street Because she grew up as, like, a little street urchin in New York. (laughs) She, like lived with multiple people who killed themselves and oh, yeah. she just talks about it in the most cheery way it's the best like oh, rachel so talks good. about her rough life and then phoebe will just be like yeah that's a lot like the time that i was living with that hobo and he cut his own throat
0: you know or something like that oh, Goodness, yeah no it's great oh, uh, the it's fantastic the thing about phoebe is that she's also just super kind-hearted Um, Anytime she money comes her way, like there's a a couple episodes in the beginning of this first season where she does get like a pile of money, but she'll just give it away. Like she won't keep anything for herself. She's not self-interested in any way. And also the other two tropes I love about her is that she is model hot and she dates a lot. Yep. Both both those things, right? Hit it
1: on the nose. And Uh Phoebe does have her own apartment, which we see... Every once in a while, and it's about what you would expect for, uh, you know, free spirit. It's covered in weird stuff. It's uh she picks, she shops at flea markets a lot, so picks up stuff on the cheap. Nice. All uh, right, next character. Next
0: up, we got Ross Geller. This is Monica's brother. Although, if they didn't say that they were brother and sister. You might guess from all the weird touching that happens between the two of them that they were like a couple. It's Ugh. weird, man. Like they're, maybe close. That's, that's they're close. That's my these... reaction. That's oh. your reaction. I think. I, I. I guess I've never really noticed that. Like to oh. be honest, <laughs> I've been happened. watching it like these last these first few episodes, and it's all I notice. It's so bad. And uh, oh my gosh, it's that she's got her hands on Ross all the time and I'm just like your siblings what's going on here this is some Lannister (laughs) it's not at all um this is
1: totally Eric just being Eric (laughs) Uh,
0: it's so weird it's so weird I don't know what to believe anymore uh believe me because I'm right um so
1: Ross (laughs) he's a paleontologist which (laughs) is awesome
2: he is
1: a big time nerd he works at a museum and he says he's Dr. Ross Geller because he, he is he, 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 a, he got his doctorate <laughs> but they're always like yeah whatever Dr. Geller they give him a lot of crap for that um, so where we join the story with Ross uh, he's in the midst of a divorce uh, he found out that his wife a soon to be ex-wife um, turned out to be a lesbian
0: yeah he find out, found out and she found out as well that she was a lesbian <laughs> came as yep. a surprise to everybody involved.
1: <laughs> and Ross, Ross's big thing, which, um, like with Frasier, as you explained to me last week, Ross, at the center, the heart of the show, is Ross and Rachel. So Ross, because he was Monica's brother in high school, he was older brother, but um, because uh, he was Monica's brother, uh, he was there in high school, so he knew Rachel, he's known her since high school, Um, And he's always had a crush on her. Ever since back then, he has had a crush on Rachel. So now that she's back, those feelings are bubbling up again, and he has that crush. Though it's not really reciprocated in this first season quite yet, because Rachel is just boy crazy for everybody else that is not Ross. She (laughs) wants to
2: kiss all the boys. (laughs) You (laughs) said
1: him. Um, Uh, And the (laughs) other big trope with Ross is that he, so he's mopey. He's he's this he's like Eeyore. like the first thing that you <laughs> he you, see, you hear from Ross is he comes and he's just like, hi, like that's his thing. Like <laughs> this is just this this a swimmer. Wants, this yeah, is this the is, swimmer this is all this the the all over the place.
4: Yep. Yeah. Hey, hey guys.
1: <laughs> no, it's
4: good. <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> he's very mopey, but he also is the one that has the biggest meltdowns. Uh, he gets hung up on things, so he if if something isn't going quite his way and he, he, just, he just gets set on it. He becomes fixated on it and can't let it go until he finally, it just bubbles up and he has a meltdown. That's very common right. with, with and Ross.
0: What I love about his meltdowns is that he is model hot and he dates a lot. <laughs> 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 All right. Whoa, uh, next? next up, we got Chandler Bing.
5: Chandler. Chandler
0: Bing. Chandler. You said it. Is that your Janice? That's a good Janice. Oh, my God!
1: <laughs>
0: you said it. So uh, Chandler, I think he's the funny one. Everyone thinks he's the funny one because he's the funny one. Uh, he he's always got a joke. He's the quippy one. I don't know if there's a there's a soul under his exterior, but by God, there's a lot of jokes. Um, uh, he <laughs> he's he's great. He's got like a smoking problem. Uh, that I think... Cap Is that on and off again throughout the series? I can't remember. I feel like that's a thing. Man, At I... At least early on, he's got a problem yeah, with Yeah, I don't remember that too much. All right, well, a pair but, of some time in the but early no, no, season. No, no, no,
1: but what? but that but that makes sense because, uh, I mean, he's a nervous wreck. Like, yeah. he, he, he's... he. He overreacts to everything. Like Unlike Ross, who is very mopey and kind of keeps to himself until it just kind of bubbles up and he explodes, Chandler's first reaction is just to go, oh, like, all the time. Just like, he just... He, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Like,
0: just jump backwards. Yeah, in, that, in, that's uh, his reaction
1: to a lot of things. He's a nervous wreck. He He's sarcastic. He interjects with these jokes because he finds the situation awkward and he feels like it's the best way to alleviate it, to just, like... Just kind of like, hey guys, zing! You know, to kind of like chill out the situation. But it's just always, usually more awkward. Yeah, and it's always,
0: it's like a one-liner. It's a good um, it's a good punchline to the setup in the scene. So if there's something at all slightly awkward or funny happening, Chandler's the guy to deliver the punchline.
1: And as I alluded to with my awesome voice, um, he is always on and off again with this woman named Janice. And Janice is just the worst. (laughs) She is this flamboyant Long Island girl who's got the worst accent and the worst fashion. She's got big hair. She wears leopard print stuff. You know, big nails. You know, she is just big and body and crazy. And Janice hates... Or, or, excuse me, Chandler hates that he dates Janice, but he keeps going back to her because she's this safe... Kind of like his safe place <laughs> that he just keeps kind of going back to the well.
0: Yeah, it's not a healthy relationship by any means. No, not but at all. But when, when he's not with Janice, he's, um, he's doing a couple things. He's dating a lot... <laughs> and he is model hot. My god. <laughs> and to round out our core group of friends cuz there's a yeah, cuz there are a lot of uh, characters in this show. I don't know if you can tell already that we're like 20 minutes in and we haven't even finished out the characters. We got Joey. Joey. Joey Tribbiani. Oh my gosh, he is the coolest. Dumbest guy in the world. <laughs> uh, I love I love Joey Tribbiani uh, so if much. If I had a
1: favorite, and I don't, because I love them all equally, my <laughs> favorite would be Joey.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. That's <laughs> Andrew's he's, favorite. He's kind of. Uh, <laughs> it's funny in the early uh, episodes. He kind of looks like a. Uh, he kind of looks like a greaser. Like he's wearing a white T-shirt and jeans all the time. He'll throw on a leather jacket which is kind of a weird thing that kind of fades out. But he's a cool guy. He can pull that sort of thing off. Uh, he is a wannabe actor. Uh, yes, yes. In, and he's... Uh, I'll also call back to another one of our episodes, I guess, like Penny in Big Bang Theory a little bit. Of course, I still haven't seen Big Bang Theory, so correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew. Yeah. kind of a wannabe actor, but not very good at it.
1: Exactly. No, Joey... Has is has no talent, zero talent. Um, he acts on soap operas. That's yep. his big thing. Uh, <laughs> doctor Drake Ramore is his character. <laughs> who such a good is, name. oh god, I'm trying to draw in a blank. Uh, he's a surgeon, I believe. He's a doctor. He's a hot doctor. <laughs> uh, but yes, he is on he's on Days of, Days of Our Lives um, as as Doctor Drake Ramore. That's his big his big shot. Uh, oh Joey, man. A few of the things. Yeah, so he's the lady killer. He's the guy that's always like, how you doing? That's his that's line. That's his line. That's, that's his, his line. line. How um, you doing? Got it. Yeah, <laughs> and it always works. The ladies love that line. Ladies uh, love cool Joey. Got it. Uh-huh. Yep.
0: And it yep. probably yep. works because he is model hot and <laughs> it works because he dates everyone. He does. Uh, the thing that I love the most about Joey is that he will eat anything <laughs> anything if there is food nearby if something important is happening in the living room that ever all the other friends are talking about if there is food on the table in the kitchen he will be eating the food and ignoring the situation because uh but how food. does he stay model hot it, who know he, it's the italian the genes. Good genes i don't know yep. maybe good it's the energy Jeans. from dating all the time yeah exactly <laughs> he has he lots it.
1: of sex Mm -hmm. lots of it oh yes Um, no joey's great the the, the whole food thing with joey pizza sandwiches oh does he love sandwiches (laughs) um but a key thing key thing that's not really in this first season it doesn't come until much later but i love it so i'm going to tell you about it joey doesn't share food (laughs) no if there is food and you're going out He's dating some girl, and she, you know, reaches that fork over to his plate. No, Joey doesn't share food. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, I love it. Uh, uh, and then, of course, the the seventh friend uh, is, is Gunther. Uh, Gunther is the manager of Central Perk. Uh, yeah. He has white hair. He always has white hair. All the way through until it, in 2004 when it's not cool anymore, even if it was considered cool in 1994. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um Gunther is the quiet type and he secretly
0: loves Rachel. Just he loves her to death. And
1: hey, that's Marcus. all you need to
0: know. Hey Marcus, shh Marcus, hold on. Don't uh don't tell Andrew mm-hmm. but uh Gunther is stupid, don't put him in your thing. <laughs> Gotcha. What,
2: what what are you guys
0: whispering about? Eric out. Nothing. Let's nothing. get, let's, let's what's get what's back to the show.
2: But anyway, you, if you don't, Eric if you Eric don't have Gun- something about people being model hot and dating a lot, <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> for big up so,
1: well, Gunther is, you know, he is model hot and he probably does date a lot. Um, yeah, if you don't have <laughs> Gunther in there, um, zero points. Um, you completely <laughs> fail, and um, we'll probably not be friends anymore. So
0: continuing on. Um, <laughs> This is like Marvel's Civil War. You have to choose a side.
1: <laughs> Alright, so a few things. We've already told you about the, the settings for this show. Big apartments, Central Perk, other places you want to go. <laughs> or Cafe Perk, as I like to call it.
4: <laughs>
1: um, this show is super 90s. Oh my like, god. Like, the most 90s. Rewatching that pilot, whatever Courtney Cox is wearing is like suspenders and big baggy pants held up by those suspenders and big shirts. Oh God. It's just the voice. <laughs> so a few things. So, uh, scenes central perk, they're sitting around, they're lounging around on couches, just drinking coffee and talking like that's, that happens all the time. Same at Monica's in the mornings. They all kind of like congregate at Monica's before they go to work. So Joey and Chandler, instead of eating at their in their apartment, eating their food, they'll go over to Monica and Rachel's, and they'll eat food there. Um, oh, the yeah. will they, won't they with Ross and Rachel, that is the biggest... That's the, that's the heart conflict of the show between those two characters. Um, Joey and Chandler, big-time bromance. Bromance! Those guys, they hug it out. They <laughs> love each other, but not too much... Because come on man, don't be gay. Don't be gay. Uh, you know? Yeah. It always yeah. ends with a hug, you know, they love it, they're just they're
0: loving each other, and then hop, oh, hey, 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 hey. every yep. time. Every time. You gotta be careful, man, because that gay can sneak up on you. And and we can't have that on network television, so you know. You know how it is. If you wanna make yours a little gayer, I'd be okay with that. Oh so would I. Oh so would I. <laughs> It's been like 26 years, guys. We can, we can get it up. We can
1: get it up. Um, and, 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 and the last trope that I want to bring up, um, Ugly Naked Guy.
0: Ah, Ugly so, Naked Guy. Yay. Ugly
1: Naked Guy <laughs> is a neighbor. He's, he's like he's like the Maris the Heiress of this show. So Ugly Naked Guy, he's the neighbor across the street that they can see through their window. <laughs> um, we never see him. he's referred to if somebody's by the window they'll be like oh ugly naked guy's doing Pilates again you know (laughs) like they always just like call it out whatever (laughs) ugly naked guy is doing across the street and in one episode later on uh, they look across and they think he's dead so they like tie together everything that's long in the apartment (laughs) and stretch it out over the street and poke him and it turns out he's not dead (laughs) quality
0: Uh, it's the best it's very funny it's oh, one of my favorite gosh. things on the show It's so good. It's so good So yeah Marcus. if you're gonna if you're gonna look for a plot it's just mm-hmm. it's relationship trouble it's 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 will they won't they with Ross and Rachel it's so everybody's dating somebody else all that interplay that you got
1: Yeah the show it, it can kind of break up in twos um, with with and I, I know we're keeping these rather short. Um, but in terms of like the scenes and the adventures that they go on, with since there's six characters, you'll just split off into like duos and they'll do stuff. Um, but that switches around. Sometimes it's one character on an adventure and the other five are kind of doing their own thing. So it can switch up.
0: Cool. Brilliant. All right. So any questions? Well, obviously, the
2: most important question is why does Ross, the largest friend, not simply eat the other five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? You did it. It's a good reference. <laughs> oh my god.
2: It was Futurama.
0: <laughs> it's Futurama. It was uh, The Omicronian's uh, Lur. Yeah, Lur. The planet Omicron for CIA8. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: why does Ross, the largest friend, not simply eat the other five? And Unda Unda responds,
0: maybe they're saving it for sweeps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh, Make the Futurama version of this show, Marcus. Oh,
2: I, I should. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, so I can sum this up really quick. I think Eric uh, gave me a hint as to how to sum it up, which is it's about six friends who are model hot and date a lot. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you did it um, this whole show. But yeah, yeah, Monica, who's the responsible straight woman, she's a chef at a nice restaurant She's just accepted her new roommate, Rachel. They were friends in high school, Uh, although Rachel didn't treat her very well, didn't invite her to the wedding that she ran away from. And Rachel's making it on her own for the first time, girl. So that's super exciting. There's Joey, who's stupid, dumb, don't touch his food, because he loves eating the food, and he ain't going to share it. Don't matter how hot you are, because he dates everyone, and he's super hot himself. There's Phoebe Buffet, who is kind of quirky, free-spirited, tells... (laughs) Two real stories about her past to try to lighten the mood but tells them in a happy fun way there's Dr. Ross Geller who's a paleontologist scaring kids in the desert with a velociraptor toe that he carries around and he has (laughs) some sort of thing for this blonde woman and spent some time on an island that he doesn't talk about anymore then there's Chandler Bing who's the very jokey quippy one he wears the bowling shirts he's nervous he'll jump around a lot and this is just a super 90s show that needs to feature Gunther or needs to not feature Gunther, depending on who I'm taking <laughs> advice from. So that is what I've got. They've got two large apartments. that are all white. and They don't leave their apartments. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've got a coffee shop, Central Perk, which like Eric, who has seen the Big Bang Theory set, I have been to the Central Perk set, even uh, though I have oh, not yeah. seen the show. Also on a too. Warner Brothers tour. Me
0: too. Hey! Hey, we've all been there. Yeah. Whoa! Wow! Whoa. Whoa! Let's three-way kiss. I am sure. <laughs>
2: uh, I'm ready, ready to hey, do hey, this. Hey, hey, uh, I'm, uh, I'm so ready to write this. And Too bad. What is the format? How am I writing this? What's the format for this show? What are my requirements for a shamcom just for the audience yes. to know?
1: Yes, Marcus. So, again, you will be writing in screenplay format. Mm-hmm. Um, and like sitcoms, you will be breaking this up into a structure of three acts. Um, that means two breaks because we got a break for commercials we gotta do that. Um, if you want, you can include a cold, cold open. Friends does have cold opens. Um, mm-hmm. So you can have a brief scene that either ties into the rest of the plot or doesn't. Usually they don't on Friends. They're usually outliers. Um, which then, that cold open leads into the theme song. The Rembrandts, <sighs> of course. Popular clap, song. Clap, clap,
0: clap. But... Yep, clap, clap, but clap, clap, clap. The song.
1: You, Marcus, are going to be writing... A new theme song, a brand new theme song for friends, not the Rembrandt song at all, not to that music, brand new music provided by our mix master maestro, Reed Reimer, who also does the theme song to this program, one of our very good friends, owner of many
2: tattoos and (laughs) sometimes awesome facial hair, just... Reads almost like one of the friends, and that he's model hot, but he doesn't date a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, he happily even married locks man.
2: Down, happily married man. So
1: yes, so if this is just getting better, and again, Marcus, this script is going to be read on air by four of our favorite actors, just lovely people that we'll be introducing to you to in a bit. Um, am I missing anything? We need to get to bonus points, but am I missing anything about the format? Nope, I think you're I'm good, good, right? I think right. Uh, I
0: got this at this point. So, yeah, All right. bonus All right, points. Yes, bonus points. You'll get a bonus point if you just get a good how you doing
5: from
0: oh, okay. Joey. It's e- it's easy because I love it so much. Also, uh, uh, to add to that, it's just another Joey trope. Maybe have him eating something. Just a good suggestion.
1: Man, that's good. I'm always for a good Joey trope. Um... One thing before I get to my bonus points, this is just a this is just a, a requirement. Um, the title of your shamfic has to use the friends title structure, which is always the one with the blank. Hmm. It that's the title of your episode. It must be that. Um, the and then my bonus with- points are one of the friends when they go out on their date, whoever they're dating in your shamfic um, has to be played by a big 90s star. <laughs> <laughs> so, for example, I, I guess he's still kind of a big star. He's a big deal. But for a while, Rachel dated Bruce Willis.
4: <laughs>
1: Whoa. Nice. At one point, um, Brad Pitt, who was in real life with Jennifer Aniston at the time, came on the show and guest starred uh, as a former friend of Monica's who hated Rachel in high school and hated her on the show. It was great.
4: Nice.
1: Um, and at one point in the first season, George Clooney and Noah Wiley from ER guest starred nice. as doctors. So anything big TV stars, big movie stars from the 90s they got a cameo.
0: Oh, that's fun. I'm
2: so excited, guys. All right, man. Well, fare thee well. Thank you. Enjoy. I will be back with a breakaway script that I will you know serve around to all the executives as i'm serving them coffee the summer in los angeles Perfect. i think i think friend specs are still hot
4: yeah <laughs> yes. oh it's yeah still it's
2: still pulse of the city in demand um, for well, sure i'm going to spend a couple minutes on one then cuz it feels like a career investment there you go <laughs>
4: yes
0: see you all right. in a bit. good luck all right
4: bye
1: Hey folks, while Marcus is off writing, we'd like to make a quick request. If you enjoy the podcast, please support us by subscribing and get a new episode for free every Sunday. While you're at it, you might consider rating us as well. We like positive reviews, so if you have something nice to say, please say it. If you don't like the show, pretend you're writing a sham fiction of a positive review and get a little writing exercise out of it. That sounds like a sweet deal. All right, thanks for listening, and let's get back to the show. All right, so while Marcus is off writing friends, uh, <laughs> I'm so excited for this. Oh, my goodness, I'm giddy with excitement. Uh, but we have our talented cast of voice actors here in the studio with us right now. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce them to you guys. So first off, we have Mr. Alan Voigt. Alan is an actor, a future physician. And an expert dungeon master. He has been a DM to me in the past and did a lovely, lovely job. Uh, Alan's past Two Jackets collaborations on and off screen include You Only Die Once. He played the boyfriend zombie. I Stole a Lot of Money, in which he was a cop, a beat cop. And he was also behind the scenes on Meanwhile at the Citadel of Superheroes. Past credits, outside of Two Jackets, uh, Alan was the producer and writer for Pretty Good Stories, which was a live show in the style of old-time radio. Marcus was also a writer on that show. Alan, welcome to Sham Fiction.
6: Thanks for having me back this week.
1: Oh, man. It, it's a pleasure to have you back, sir. Have um, After that one week, just that one recording that you were here for, the other one that you weren't here for.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. The that yeah. yeah, was here, because he yeah. wasn't here for Big Bang. No, yeah. no one... like That was only Rachel. That was only Rachel. <laughs> Times
6: four. Um... <laughs> So Alan,
1: We're talking about Friends today. What's what's your background with Friends? Any background? Do you like Friends? Uh,
6: it was always on when I was growing up. So <laughs> it, no, it was it was a good show. Uh, yeah, but not too connected to it. I'm not super connected, but it, I mean, I, I know it. It's okay. part of growing up in culture. Absolutely, it's such a huge part of pop culture.
1: So if you had to pick your favorite character, who would be your favorite character? Joey
6: Triviani. That is the
1: correct <laughs> hey, answer. How
6: you doing? How you doing? <laughs> how you doing?
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Alan. We'll be hearing from you again in a bit. Next up, we have Mr. Joe Rapp. Joe is an actor, improviser and graphic designer. Past two jackets collaborations, he was in All's Chair in Love and War, back that was our 2013 48-hour film project. He is the founder of J Consulting and Design, which can be found at jrapdesign.com, and he is also the managing director and uh, he is the managing director and a performer with Bearded Men Improv, performing at the Huge Theater here in Minneapolis at 10:30 p.m. on Friday nights. You can find more about Bearded Men at beardedmenimprov.com. And lastly, he is the host of Late Nights Minneapolis, a live late-night variety show experience, which is coming back this fall, 2016. Welcome to the show, Joe.
3: Hey, how are you? I am
1: doing well. Dandy. So we're doing friends, Joe. What's what, what do you know about friends? Do you uh, have friends?
3: I, I have no friends. Uh, <laughs> zero friends. Uh, I don't – I honestly, I – I I know, like, what's sad is I know that it is a huge part of pop culture, and I know so little about it. Yeah. My sister was a big Friends fan, but I... I've... I think I've seen it when it has been on in a room that I have been in. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: no, it was similar for me for Frasier, yeah. Yeah,
3: like, I know, I think I could name most of the characters, mm-hmm. but beyond that, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, so do you have somebody, like, that connected with you in those few tidbits that you caught when you were a child while your sister was watching?
3: I think because I am also a person that, like, it, 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 as far as what I know of this character, I I, I tend to, like, snap or, like, overreact about stuff, and Chandler seems like that kind of person. No, very much. Exactly. I think think that's probably the person I would connect with the most, I guess.
1: Exactly. I'm glad you used, like, the exact description for Chandler that we gave Marcus, (laughs) so that's perfect. (laughs) Uh, So you know. You got it. You can assign this thing. So thank you for being on the show, Mm -hmm. Joe. All right. Next up, we have Katie Vanelli. Katie is an actor, improviser, illustrator, web graphic designer, and email marketing specialist for the Minnesota Wild. Only the most professional hockey team here in the Minneapolis area. The most
0: professional. <laughs> they just, you know, they're out on the town. They're always looking snappy. Uh, they're they're giving business cards left and right. You the know, most professional. professional as can
1: be. Uh, Katie's past two jackets collaborations include, meanwhile, at the Citadel of Superheroes, in which she played Lizzie Electric, our hero, as well as Keeping Up in the cl- with the Cloneses, in which she played a bunch of clones. Alright, uh, she also performs regularly at Comedy Sports Twin Cities and Huge Theater, and you can find her art and design work at CatherineVanelli.com. Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Very excited to have you here. Yes. So, please... Somebody here has to have watched Friends. Katie, please, have you watched Friends?
7: Uh, well, considering that it's on almost every single night at like mm-hmm. 10 and 10.30, oh, yes. and sometimes almost every single week it's on <laughs> at least six times, uh, I would call myself a resident expert
4: in Friends. I
7: love the show. I've been watching it since I was a kid. And I've seen almost every episode at least ten times. Oh, thank goodness. I'm so glad that we have at least one person here that is a Friends fan. Huge Friends fan.
1: So... As a huge Friends fan, yeah, yeah. who is your favorite character? I
7: mean, I would go with every single one of them. That is the um, correct answer. Yes. I, <laughs> I mean, I told Alan he had the correct answer, yeah. but that's the more
1: correct answer.
7: My mom used to be told that she had a haircut like Rachel Green. Oh, uh, sure, I like she Rachel covers, she looked A lot like Rachel yeah. Green. Um, I would say that maybe I resonate more with Monica Geller because sure. uh, I'm not I'm not like high strong and like you know cl- a clean freak like she is. No, but I am a little aggressive. Um, in terms of just being like a hockey player and you know. absolutely, um, so I would resonate with her a lot. And then also Phoebe, I like Phoebe a lot. Sure, because of her you know kind of space cadet nature and <laughs> <laughs> her songs, obviously. Oh yeah. man,
1: uh-huh. Smelly oh. Cat.
3: Smelly
1: Cat. <laughs> oh, it's the best. Well, thank you for being on the show, Katie. Thank you for All right, me. next up is Rachel. Palaszewski. Rachel is a director of theater and film, an actor and an improviser. Past Two Jackets collaborations on and off screen include All Dressed in White, which we made for the Horror 48 back in 2014. She, was also, she also helped out behind the scenes on Meanwhile at the Citadel of Superheroes and our feature film Limp Wings. And Rachel's collaboration with Two Jackets goes all the way back to to borrow a term Halcyon days. Thank you. Um, third West Ballard. She was, uh, she was uh, Captain Carathrace. Thrace uh, yes. on Third West Ballard. Uh, Eric's
0: on-again, off-again girlfriend. Yeah, for all those Third West Ballard fans that are listening. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, welcome to Sham Fiction.
5: Hey, thanks for having me again, guys.
1: Happy to have you time for the third time. Everybody else, thank you for being here the second time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Rachel, friends. Do you have any?
5: <clears throat> no. Um don't have any friends. I kind of grew be up. Friends? Hey, yeah, Joe. We All can right. Be friends.
3: Great. Oh,
1: this is great making friends Make on the friend. podcast. <laughs>
3: on the friends. Oh, so how much so... Of
1: familiarity with the sitcom? <laughs> you know,
5: I grew up under a rock, I guess. Sure. Because I really am not familiar with any of the shows that we've done so far. Um I have watched a few episodes of friends here and there. Um and it's enjoyable. I'd like mm-hmm. to continue the journey.
1: Oh, please do! I hope yeah. you do. I hope you pick up the journey after this. Yeah, because you it will
0: reward you. Yeah, over and over for Kate, many Kate, hours. Do, do, do you yep. own the DVDs? Is that your level of? Of? Yes,
7: okay, I actually okay. I own
0: VHS tapes. Oh my, God. oh my God, Rachel! I
5: have a VCR. Get it.
0: Oh, you, perfect. Oh, what? You're making friends
5: everywhere. <laughs> I'm making <also> friends. <laughs> this is so, so
0: good, guys, yeah. audience. This is so exciting. <laughs> Everyone's making friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rachel, with your
1: familiarity with the show, who would you say is your favorite character?
5: I I like Phoebe. Awesome. I, I like her her songs and her just the way that she kind of drops those dark stories. And then leaves. I yes. like
1: that. Yes, we, we, we pointed out that specifically <laughs> to Marcus uh, during the pitch session that Phoebe just kind of says whatever is on her mind. So yeah. I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, excellent. Thank you all for being here. and we are going to get Marcus back into the room. Uh, he has been busy writing, um, and we're going to hear this, this. I'm so pumped for this. So let's get Marcus back in here.:
2: Yo bro. Whoa, there are people here. Hey. <laughs> hey! Hey, Rachel. Okay, Rachel's back. That's good. Yeah, and back. then we got three new people. I thought we were bringing people back again. <laughs> I just yeah. found the road
4: that left me okay. here. <laughs> well, I,
2: I appreciate whoever you are being here. Um, I hope, hope you introduce them to the audience. Oh, gosh, I like well, that I this writing. is a
1: growing story that Marcus and I have partial face blindness. <laughs> it's, it is a real
2: condition, people. It is? Face blindness. Look it up. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, so... Since you are all here, I'd like to cast you in our little Friends Shamcom, which Yay! I'm very excited for you to perform. Uh, so the first up, there's a character on the show uh, named a Phoebe. I know a lot about her because I've, I've never seen the show. Uh, but she does little improvisational ditties, and there's kind of an improvisational ditty spoilers in my oh, script. Don't get it. So, so we need someone who can kind of put a really bad tune to some really bad words without any prior prep. Uh, Katie, let's have you start off. Let me know you how that me would to go. Kinda like just, uh, you know, give me give a me, uh,
7: row, row, row your boat, something. I yeah. don't know. Just jazz it up. There is a man that lives on the street. He likes to shower with his feet. There we go. <laughs> That's good. Man. Excellent, good excellent. Alan, let's hear you. I ate a pie that was made of meat, and it
2: didn't go well in my stomach, and it was good. That's that's something. Uh, (laughs) Joe, let's hear you.
3: Your Uh, Phoebe. (laughs) That's not it, no. Perfect.
2: Rachel, let's hear your (laughs) Phoebe.
5: Go to sleep, little dog, and dream of a log.
2: Oh, really tough. I think between Katie and Rachel, I got to go with Rachel because she was so much more tentative with it. Uh, so, it's so Phoebe, so, excellent. Rachel, that means you are playing Phoebe and also playing Rachel. Uh, those two roles will go together. So double up. Just if you see your own name or you see the name Phoebe, read the line. Um, next up, let's have Joey or Chandler. So let's let's get from the remaining three the best. How you doing? How you doing well oh, that's pretty good that's Katie all right
3: how you doing
2: <laughs> oh gosh
3: how you doing
2: oh gosh oh man those are all so good I, I want to go home with all of you uh, but <laughs> <I> will, <laughs> okay I'll, I'll keep the uh, the name on name convention and we'll have Joe is going to play Joey here. Nice. Uh, Nice. And also, attached to that role is the bonus celebrity cameo.
4: (gasps) So, the secret
2: celebrity who shows up on Friends because we want to get that ad revenue. Uh, he's also going to be played by Joe Rapp. Great. Right. Oh, so, so for sorry. the last two roles, I'm just going to go ahead and cast these. Uh, you, Katie, will play Monica and Ross, both
0: <laughs> brother and sister. That's fantastic. Uh, the entire uh, Geller clan. Yeah. Ross,
2: from what I'm told, is very mopey, so yeah. I want to see some mope. Yeah, and know. Alan, you're going to play Chandler and Andrew's favorite character, Gunther. <laughs> yes! Oh, my God! <laughs> it's no, happening! you, I told you not to. You didn't listen <laughs> to me. I, I was torn. I was torn. Uh, he clearly wanted chose, to keep
1: his friendship with me because science. that
2: was on the line. I'm oh, sorry, Eric. Gosh. It's over. You chose,
0: <laughs> you made your choice.
2: All right. So, without further ado, we've been doing theme songs for these episodes. There is a theme song for Friends, but this show starts with a cold open. So we're going to have the introductory scene, and then we'll cut away to the music, and then we'll continue on. Uh, so I'd like to get started. Thank you all. For joining us and performing, my friend Shamcom. So we begin our cold open in Chandler's bedroom at night. Chandler is sleeping soundly in his bed. There's a loud crashing sound, which causes him to snort hilariously.
6: (laughs) (laughs) No, Mr. Jennings, we're not married. Chandler rolls over and Joey prods
2: him awake. Chandler shoots upright in shock. Mr. Jennings,
3: what? Joey, why are you in here? I heard a noise. So. It might be a murderer.
6: If you don't leave, I might be a murderer. <laughs> I'm serious. You, no, th- you know I'm not, I'm not scared easily. You thought your reflection was a stalker because it wasn't as handsome as you think you are.
3: Hey, either I'm wrong or the mirror is. And I don't think the mirror got a C plus in Mrs. Willis' acting class.
6: <laughs> what do I need to do to get you to leave? Well, as long as you're up, you could, you know, check. And apprehend the murderer with some hit hero mention skill? Oh, hitherto unmentioned skill (laughs) in martial arts. Don't be ridiculous. If you scream, I'll I'll make I'll I'll make for the fire escape. I'm shocked you didn't get a C plus in bravery. That's not a real course, (laughs) is it? (laughs) And then the famous
2: friends theme song plays.
3: Life is hard
2: when you're model attractive. You date a lot when you're model attractive. (laughs) These six friends they're all model attractive. They're super hot. They did a lot. They're your model-attractive friends (laughs) who are white and also straight. (laughs) (laughs) You guys guys remember dancing that one at prom in the 90s? (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Then we come back for the first act of the show and we're still in Joey and Chandler's apartment at night. Chandler walks into the living room wearing a robe. Joey follows with a baseball bat. Someone is in the kitchen opening drawers. Chandler flicks on the light to reveal... Celebrity guest star mid-90s Ben Affleck! (laughs) (laughs) Joey hits Chandler with the bat. Ow, sorry. Hey, what are you doing here? Affleck doesn't turn around from a search through the kitchen drawers.
3: Looking through the batteries. (laughs) (laughs) You came here to steal batteries. No, I, I came here to steal something valuable. Do you have any? Any valuables? No batteries. <laughs> Affleck turns around and gestures at the guy mess of the apartment. I'm pretty sure you don't have anything valuable. <laughs> They're in that drawer, but so, it, but, but but so help, help me if 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 you touch the cake, I'll. I'll
4: mm.
2: Joey hits Chandler with the baseball bat again. Ow! Stop that. Affleck opens the drawer, takes some batteries that he installs in his flashlight. Thanks.
3: I, I. I can't do this, Chandler. I, I, I'm too pretty for jail. No matter what, no matter what that uneducated mirror says. Why would you go to jail? We're talking to a robber. I told him where the drawer is. I'm an accomplice. He's robbing us, you idiot. You can't be arrested for that.
2: Affleck turns on his flashlight and verifies
3: that it works. Hey, I, I didn't mean to start a fight. I. You seem like nice. You seem like a nice couple. I, I'll show myself out.
6: <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa
3: couple? Like, like a couple of guys who love the ladies. Because you should see me at the bar. I'm always like, how you doing?
6: You can't expect us to just let you leave.
3: Do you really want to stay up and file a
6: police report? You didn't steal anything? Scout's honor. All right, then. Have a good night. Enjoy the batteries. See you around. Affleck leaves. Joey branches the bat. <laughs> Not if I see you first. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, into Monica and Rachel's apartment, day. Monica, Rachel, Joey, and Chandler are sitting around eating breakfast. Joey is unwrapping a cupcake.
6: You would not believe what happened to us last night.
7: Oh, last night was incredible.
3: Incredible? Did you have sex last night? I- is, is this a sex cupcake? When Joey's ignored, he shrugs
6: and continues to eat his cupcake.
5: I heard what happened to Monica. What happened to you?
6: It was terrible. In the middle of the night...
5: I met somebody!
6: Okay, so we're doing your thing? (laughs) These sex cupcakes are delicious!
7: It was raining last night, and I was coming home late from the restaurant? And she met a guy? What happened to you two?
6: Well, actually, there was a And gri- I met
7: this guy, and he was standing out in the rain, and he said he forgot his keys. And I let him into the building, and we talked and talked until it got dark, and then he said he had to go to work, so I gave him my flashlight, and I think I'm in love. Hold on!
6: You let a guy into the building last night that you didn't know, and then you set him loose with a flashlight after dark?
7: It's not like he's a gremlin. What's your problem? Yeah, you don't have to live with her.
6: The problem, Monica, is that we were robbed last night by someone who just happened to have access to the building. Did the flashlight you gave him happen to have new batteries? Oh, no. I didn't
7: check. Do you think that's why he isn't here yet? He said he was going to take me to Central Perk.
5: What if the flashlight died? What if he died? Monica, honey, I think Chandler's saying that you let in a robber last night. Forget about the flashlight.
7: No, that's impossible. He was the perfect gentleman. Forget about the flashlight.
6: Well, what did he look like? We're fine, by the way. Eating my fear. He
7: was tall, dark, dark hair, check, check. super dreamy.
3: Oh my god, the robber was super dreamy. <laughs> Everyone turns to Sarah, Joey. I mean, he he would be if he if you were a chick.
5: <laughs> you should be careful around this guy, Monica. You're just jealous. Why don't
7: you come into the cafe and see? with us and see if he's a good guy. Ross will be there.
5: Why would I care about Ross being there?
6: (laughs) Oh, it's one of those weeks. We'll go to the coffee shop, (laughs) and I'd like to meet this guy in the daylight. There's a knock
7: at the door. That's him now! You'll see, there's no way he could be a thief. He's too handsome. He could never steal anything. Monica rushes to
2: open the door, revealing Affleck. (gasps) He's wearing a totally 90s blazer with huge lapels. (laughs) Hi. How are you doing? (laughs)
3: <laughs> hey, you he stole my wine
2: <laughs> Commercial break And we come back to Central Perk Ross and Phoebe are sitting on the couch In Central Perk Phoebe is tuning her guitar And Ross is being mopey Like Ross does But it's okay because he's still model attractive <laughs> Chandler, Joey, and Rachel rush in
5: Hey, everybody. Did you come to see me play?
2: <laughs> they stop short in their urgency and look quizzically from one another. We, uh,
6: well, there's, um... Actually,
5: uh, we kind of... but you, playing? Yeah,
3: we could, uh, Monica's dating a beautiful robber.
5: My sister's dating a woman?
3: <laughs> no, the, the robber's a man. I just... I'm distraught.
5: So you didn't come to see me play?
3: Well, we kind of, uh...
5: It's it's not that we don't want to hear you play, it's just... Oh, uh, hi, Ross.
2: Ross perks up when Rachel addresses him.
5: Oh, hey, Rachel. Uh, I was kind of
7: hoping we could talk privately later, uh, if you're free. Uh, Why? (laughs) Oh, uh, it's just one of those weeks. (laughs) Never mind. We could talk in May.
6: (laughs) Phoebe, we need your help. This guy broke into our apartment last night, and he's going to bring Monica here.
5: What can I do?
6: You know how Monica is. She won't listen to any of us when she gets in a relationship.
5: She won't listen to me either, like that time with the cat. (laughs) So what are we going to do? I know what it's like to date a bad boy. Back on the streets, those were the only kind of men I knew. Sure, it's fun at first, but when you're holding a cooler with a kidney that fell off a truck, and you you realize the magic's gone.
7: Well, whatever we're going to do, we better be fast. Here comes my sister, and are you sure the hot guy's are robber? Right? <laughs> hey, everybody. I'd like you to meet Ben.
3: Affleck shakes hands with everyone. Sorry we didn't get to be properly introduced when you rushed past us to
6: get down here. We just wanted to make sure that you had good seats for Phoebe's performance. Oh, you play?
5: I dabble. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, songs can have a great impact in what someone's doing with their life. I don't know. Most of my songs don't mean anything.
7: (laughs) I think what Rachel's saying is that my sister might respond to the right tune.
5: I don't think Camptown Races is appropriate for the coffee shop, but...
6: <laughs> no, like, we, what we were talking about earlier. Maybe a song about that?
5: Kidneys? Oh! Oh, I got it. <laughs> yes, I, I think I may have a song that might just do the trick.
6: Well, I, I can't
3: wait to hear it. I, is it an original?
5: Of course. I would never steal anything.
2: Phoebe gives Affleck the stink eye if she stands up to play.
7: What was that about? Why can't you all just be supportive instead of making up stories? I'm supportive? I told you I like the sex cupcakes! (laughs) Do you want to leave, babe? No. Let's hear Phoebe
6: play. Gunther, the manager of the coffee (gasps) shop,
2: walks over to introduce Phoebe.
6: Hello, everybody, and Rachel. Uh, I'd like to introduce (laughs) our special music guest for the afternoon... Phoebe Buffay! If you heard her before, feel free to leave now. (laughs) A couple people file out of the room. Gunther walks back behind the counter. If she wasn't Rachel's friend.
5: (laughs) Hello, Central Perk! I'd like to open my set today with a little song I wrote that I'm totally not just making up now about something that's totally unrelated to my friend dating a home invader. (laughs) Phoebe! Which... I don't know why I just said, because I'm not talking about anyone in particular, just a general song.
2: Phoebe winks at Rachel, who buries her head in her hands.
5: One, two, one, two, three, four.
2: Phoebe begins to play her guitar to accompany her improvised song.
5: Sometimes your friends would like to see your show, but they hide their feelings way down low. Because there's love that shouldn't grow. Between a smart girl who's a chef and a criminal. Oh. <laughs> so if this song sounds like where you are, singing with friends in the sky in a coffee bar, have this thief hit the road and run very far, you don't want to wind up with a kidney removal scar. <laughs> it doesn't matter what your name is, is, it could be something like... I don't know, Monica. (laughs) Just stay away, let the trouble remain his, and don't go to jail to learn the harmonica. (laughs) Oh, whoa, don't date a criminal, oh, whoa. Monica stands
2: up and Phoebe stops playing. (laughs) I can't believe you!
5: What? That song wasn't about you. I just said a name like Monica. (laughs) I'm leaving. Ben?
2: Monica rushes out of Central Park. Ben (laughs) stands up and turns to the group. Well, it was... Nice meeting you all. Great playing. Ben flips Phoebe a tip and heads out of Central Perk. The five friends look back and forth between each other, speechless. Phoebe examines the tip she just got in her hand.
5: Did he just tip me a flashlight battery?
2: (laughs) (laughs) End of Act 2, commercial break. We come back to Monica and Rachel's apartment in the day. Monica is packing furiously as she runs around her apartment. Affleck is standing around, generally looking cool.
4: You know, this is
3: so typical of them. Every time I meet someone new, they try to ruin it. They seem nice enough. I mean, the guy's apartment was a bit of a sty. What? N- nothing. I mean, I, I think you're making the right choice in, in getting away for a while. Monica finishes packing and zips her suitcase up. Is everything okay? <laughs> yeah. Let me take that.
2: Monica hands Affleck the bag. And, and this. He leans in for a steamy kiss. <gasps> Hold for audience wait? <laughs> <laughs> I'll
3: see you outside.
7: See
2: you. Affleck opens the door, and Rachel, Ross, Joey, Chandler, and Phoebe all fall inside. Hello again. Oh,
3: Monica, I- I'll need your keys. Here. Monica tosses Affleck the keys. I'll be down when I deal with this lot. I can't wait. Affleck leaves.
2: <laughs> The five friends on the floor struggle to their feet.
5: Where is he going?
7: We are going away for a while. Don't do it, Monica. He made—he made me hit Chandler with a bat.
6: Yeah, he made you.
7: (laughs) I am tired of all you trying to ruin my good relationships. If you were really robbed last night, the cops would have been arrested. The cops would have arrested him when they were called.
6: If we called.
7: Why wouldn't
3: you call the cops?
7: Too sleepy. (laughs)
6: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, I'm a performer. I've got, I've got to look good. And I was clubbed by my roommate.
5: They're telling the truth. After you left, he threw a battery at me. I mean, it wasn't the first time someone threw a battery at me, and compared to my time on the streets, it was actually rather gentle. Gosh, I don't know where I stand on this one. <laughs> Just be safe, okay, honey? I don't want you taking things too fast, regardless of who this guy is. Take it from a runaway bride.
7: We are not going too fast. I just wanted to get away. We're going to Coney Island for the day. Wait. Coney Island? Why did you pack a bag then? You never stayed there. You never stay there at night. You've always been afraid of Carnie since we were kids. (laughs) Well, actually, it was Ben's idea. Oh? He said I was being too hard on you, and we were... And there were really gonna be a. If there were really a robber in the building last night, it might not be a good idea to leave my valuables around.
5: Monica, what did you pack
7: in the bag? You know, just the essentials, my checks, some jewelry, <laughs> the money I keep under my mattress. <laughs> and you gave the bag to this guy you just met? Along
6: with your car keys?
7: <laughs> well. He was going to bring the car around. You know, he's a gentleman. You guys really need to relax and stop. The sounds of screeching tires cut
2: Monica off. Chandler jumps. Joey rushes over to the window. You still drive that black hatchback,
3: right?
7: The Honda? Yeah.
3: Well, good it. At least we know your bag drove off in your car. (laughs) Monica slumps
6: face down onto the couch. Joey, that's not helpful. Do you see anything useful?
3: Well, the... Naked guy across the street got a new vase. <laughs> <laughs> really goes well with his wallpaper. So, no. No.
5: Oh, Monica, are you gonna be okay?
3: Monica kicks her feet in the air but doesn't say anything.
5: <laughs> I'll call the cops.
3: Good. I'll eat the rest of those sex cupcakes. <laughs> you know, so she doesn't have to think about them anymore. Everyone stares at Joey. What? <laughs> the. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And I, I didn't say this at the beginning but that was of course the one with the bad boy. Oh good. <laughs> it was such a bad boy. Such a bad oh, boy. No,
0: Fantastic. That
1: was lovely. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well
2: thank you all so much for bringing it to life.
0: <laughs> oh, no problem. I loved the Joey It was a great Joey. I love the Monica. Thank you. Spot on Monica. (laughs) The song. Rachel, nailed nailed it. it That's why we
3: bring you back
1: for all this. I misinterpreted what you meant when we cast Rachel. I thought she was supposed to make it up on the spot. I thought you told her to improv it. So when you started, I was like, this is really good.
4: (laughs) And
1: then I peeked over to Marcus's script and saw that it was written. But I had
2: a Joey moment there.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well done. Very Thank you, everybody. So good.
2: Mm. Well, hey, we had a lot of fun having you here this week and the last couple weeks. Would you want to come back, to a kind of a special wrap-up episode after we put this yeah. one out? Absolutely. Absolutely. i love that. Awesome. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that for sure. Until then, uh, we'll get on with our boring chat. Which, yeah. You know, I mean, it's not boring if you want to listen to it or sponsor us, but uh, we'll, we'll let you go for the day. Thank you, everybody. Thanks.
0: Thanks. Thanks. Thank you.
1: All right, so now that our wonderful and beautiful actors are away, my um, God, they're they're young and attractive, aren't they? God,
2: they're, they're <laughs> they, model attractive. They, I bet they date a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: we're let's talk about what we just heard. This Friends, this Marcus's
2: episode of Friends. Let's talk.
4: Let's, let's do talk. It. Yeah, what sure. We,
2: what it's what? the last of the ShamConf. What do you What do you think? Uh, you start. You start. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
1: I'm just. I'm, I, the reason that I, I hesitate is because I'm just like I, 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 I like this. Um, this was fun. Man was this fun um, I oh man you hit so many good things. I have so many notes here of things that you hit but overall I'll just say that the the comedy was big it was the characters were right was right on for the most part. Um, I think my favorite characterization that you did was um, Monica. Oh. I thought Monica was fantastic because you know I'm trying to think back to the pitch that we gave you, and I don't know how much we really covered on Monica because Monica isn't one of the flashier characters on the show. She's no Joey or Phoebe who's really easy to characterize. Um, she's more of you know you know this you know kind of a normal person that's just exaggerated a little bit, and. And I got to lend a lot to to Katie and her performance, mm-hmm. but it was on the page, too. And the characterization of her was just fantastic. And this date and this experience that she's going to the unlucky and love Monica. Oh, my like, gosh. Yeah. It was – I was so great that that was such a crux of the episode. That, 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 that was very
0: welcome. And she awesome. was, like, so convinced that he was a good guy, you know, even up until the point that – she gets her car stolen by him so that's that's beautiful and
1: i'll just uh, point out before i hand it over to eric that's the plot in the first episode the pilot episode Monica is going on a date with this guy, Paul the Wine Guy, uh-huh. and he turns he he lies to her, tells him that he hasn't had uh, he hasn't had sex in two years since
0: he broke up with his ex wife. Yeah, he says he hasn't been able to perform That's in two it. years. It's it's not that he hasn't had the opportunity; it's that he hasn't been able to. Okay. Okay. physically. Yeah. And, so, <laughs> and it turns out to be a lie. She he's leading her on, and
1: so this idea what you did with with with. With the Affleck was kind of again, kind of eerie that that was what you chose to do because. That's but crazy. then again, that sort of thing happens with Monica in different ways. She's gullible often.
0: Yeah. As, I, as, I did have gullible on my nose. No, it's perfect. So, so that that's all you needed. There you go. Uh, I love that you brought in the Affleck. <laughs> that's what a great cameo.
1: Bonus points. Check.
0: Yeah. Was uh, Was the Affleck ever on the show on Friends? I don't think so i think, not you'd, remember. I even check. think you'd remember you'd yeah.
1: remember i would i Oh, think. did you
0: look it up I, no i didn't well, i didn't okay. even check <laughs> no. I, I thought about it but then yeah. it's like i don't want to be swayed sure he seems like someone who would be on it that's what was so oh, great about it but i don't think so Mm-mm. no and uh i love that that is the connecting thread this guy who just shows up in the apartment um and that scene between Joey and Chandler, where uh, I don't remember which room they're in, but they're in the same room, and they're just like, uh, I hear a burglar outside. You know, That sort of scene where they've got the bat and everything. It's just solid. Really, really well done. Uh, good, funny scene in its own right, but very friends-like. Uh, and then they go out, and it's just Ben Affleck in the kitchen. <laughs> looking for batteries, uh, and it, it turns out to be the guy that Monica's dating. Hey, that's like sitcom great, 101. Great connection. Yeah, yeah. super, super cool. So it's like it gives the audience an in, like oh we know this guy's no good already. Uh, but then when we get the second introduction to Affleck as the boyfriend, it just makes it just makes it fun. It gives us that extra <laughs> that extra oh I know what's going on for the audience. So it's it's a satisfying thing to read to listen to, or to watch on network television. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, your song is interesting. Your theme song. I like that you did a cold open. That mm-hmm. was interesting because because neither myself for Big Bang Theory or Andrew for Frasier did a cold open. So I'm glad you went for that. Um, yeah, that's it's just I think it, you did a, a really good job. I uh, Andrew said he took a lot of notes on this one. Uh, I took like nothing. I had like four notes on here because I was just enjoying it. I was just kind of sitting back.
4: But
1: before I continue into the rest of yeah, my yeah, notes, yeah, yeah. let's turn it over to Marcus and hear about the process. So man, tell us about it.
2: Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I like sitcoms. I, I watched more sitcoms than either of you. I oh, no. have <laughs> watched Frasier as a 11-season series multiple times. <laughs> you know, I've seen most of the Big Bang theories. So it is strange that I haven't seen Friends, but I was able to draw on a lot of the sitcom tropes. I, I'm i not trying to brag here or make any comment on it, but I, I spent about four hours on this, which is about twice as long as I do a normal
0: Sham fiction, and yet at least half as long as myself, and at least a third as long as, as Andrew.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, so it was a bit different, but I was really just trying <laughs> to get these, these scenes out. So it's really nice to hear that some of the characterizations hit for you. Uh, the process was fun. I knew I had to have Phoebe play a song. Oh, that was so glad That was my you did. favorite thing. Oh my goodness. Uh, and Rachel just absolutely nailed that. Just came in and <laughs> really took it to the next level. For sure. So that was great. I yeah I, I had a lot of lot of fun with this one and it was great bringing our, our good friend Ben Affleck in uh-huh. uh, that, uh, he likes being on the show he was sad he couldn't record himself yeah of course um, naturally that's, that's not a lie at all <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so that that was my experience I enjoyed breaking into acts I just if this sounds like other old sitcoms it was meant to be. Particularly tropey and sure. and classic. Is that something that you wanted to do? You just wanted to really hit like a sitcom, right? Yeah, this was just such
0: a such a wacky sitcom thing, such a
2: predictable scenario. Mm-hmm. And and even
0: even like your act breaks were just spot on sitcom. That uh, we get the reveal of Affleck as the boyfriend at like right at an act break, and he comes in and he says, "How you doing?" And Joey saying, he stole my line. Like, that's a perfect out to a commercial. Like, oh, now I need to see more. And if if I was doing this as a full script
2: and instead of, I think this is about 16 pages, um, I would have had more of an A thread and a B thread going Mm -hmm. on, kept the the characters a little bit separate. Maybe had more hijinks with Chandler and Joey coming up with a plot to try to stop this guy or catch this guy. Sure. But for the purpose of this, I wanted to focus it all on that one storyline. Fantastic.
1: I'm glad you brought up Joey and Chandler because the dynamic as you wrote it was very, very good. Um, and I got to, again, I got to give a, especially to Joe, to our, our, our performer, actor, Joe Rapp. Joe Rapp. Um, we have Joe and Rachel as actors, yeah. so this might get a little confusing, but uh, Joe Rapp, who did excellent as Joey, and, and, and Alan as Chandler. So much fun. But uh, again, on the page, really fun stuff. This bromance that. Can't really happen for some reason because there's still, again, like this slight homophobia oh, around much. it. Yeah, that, and I like the 90s. Yeah. and I, But I, I thought it was fun that you built that in as like a recurring gag, especially with Joey. Like, Joey, just the fact that he, like, actually thought that Affleck was attractive. Yeah. Like, he was like, yeah, that guy's hot. That's I mean, so no, he's nah, not. You
0: know, that was great to kind of like wink and address it, even though that. But it's totally Joey, too, from Friends. It's totally the thing. He'd be so confused by it. It's like, oh, God, he's so pretty. I don't know how to feel about this? You know, and he's just panicking to himself. That's perfect. (laughs) It's
1: gorgeous. But also the first time that the group all got together at Central Perk leading up to Phoebe's performance, the back and forth rat-a-tat just the friends bantering was so great and again like the rhythm of it felt must have felt great for the actors because they performed it really well there wasn't a lot of pause between the stuff so it must have just felt very natural to them to kind of like go that route
0: sure yeah there was some confusion for me like when everybody got together because we had so many characters in one place only performed by four people right uh there was some confusion like joe rap was playing both joey and affleck and every once in a while i'd be like wait which one of them is talking um, and, uh, Katie Vanelli was playing, uh, both of the Gellers. <laughs> um, and I loved her, uh, Monica and her, uh, Ross, but there was always this, you know, kind of this, this gray area between the lines, like, which one's talking right now? So there was some confusion just with the, the listening to the piece, but no fault of your own, because obviously we figured it out and it's like exactly what Andrew said. Yeah, and
2: in in the writing, I made a point of that. I I wanted to write it like what Andrew was talking about so that I got all the friends together and they're all chatting. Mm -hmm. And then that does become very difficult when you only have four performers. Uh, Eric, I hope we can stay friends after I included (laughs) Gunther in this
1: episode. Well, we can definitely
2: stay friends, Marcus.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Andrew,
2: friends with
1: Marcus... Um, No,
0: made a choice (laughs) Uh,
1: but I also want to say because I don't think we gave Gunther any characterization I just told him he's a guy that has bleach white hair and he works in the coffee shop and
0: he's in love with Rachel and he's
1: in love with oh he's in love with Rachel but on top of that you did this little aside with him as he walked out his last thing was like just because you're Rachel's friend or something like that I'm forgetting the specific line but that little uh, that little addition as Gunther's walking away that's Gunther he just always makes like because the friends don't really care about him like, yeah. they're just like oh hey thanks Gunther and he's like just makes a comment to himself as he walks away oh, that crazy. was so great that that was in there so <laughs> sassy that Gunther and of course that it's about Rachel because right. that's what it would be about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so again Phoebe's song that I thought was just being improv by Rachel she was doing <laughs> such a great job
0: Um. Yeah, I love that you use that as part of the plot. Like uh, a lot of the times in the show, at least the ones that I've seen and can remember, uh, the song is kind of used as sort of a transition uh, especially early on, um, mm. where she'll be playing a song and she ends the song and then we go into a scene. Because mm-hmm. like we're all gathered here to listen to her show. Now that she's done playing, we can all talk. Um, but you actually had a build-up to the performance and then the performance actually be being a, a big crux of the scene, which is also fun because it, it puts Phoebe at the forefront and again, early on, as most of these episodes that I've seen are, are season one, or at least I can remember are season one, uh, she's kind of a sideline character. You know, she's just there for color commentary every once in a while, but this puts her uh, is the most important character in the scene, and that's great. Very welcome. And her characterization,
1: another one that I think was one of the strongest that you did. I think Monica was my favorite just because, again, you did a lot with very little and it got so close. But your Phoebe, man, just <laughs> nailed it. The dark stories oh, yeah. and again, tying the, the dark kidney. stories into it. Oh, my goodness. Like, that's <laughs> one of my favorites because Phoebe's Phoebe's such a, a, a sunny personality that when she goes into those weird stories – and again, Rachel just nailed that. The character that I got the least out of sure. was Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, I didn't get any characterization from her at all. Like I I didn't really catch anything at all with her. Agreed. Um, so that was the one character I think that was let the least down by the sake of time and the fact that there's six characters you got to
2: cover. <laughs> yeah, and I really didn't have any clue who Rachel is other than she's the roommate of Monica and she was the... Uh, she, was, she, she was the runaway person. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. And and you put that reference that. in there. Um, so that was – all I knew is that she and Ross have this on-again, off-again thing, so I kept alluding to that. I made this joke in there where, <laughs> say, uh, it, it would, oh, it's one of those weeks. Like, they're, they're not yeah. talking about it because yeah. it's not um, a big ratings week. So we'll talk about it in May when it's sweeps month for the network and ratings are important. <laughs> right. But then I remember that this is actually going to air in May. Um <laughs> <laughs> so it's true. So that joke may not come across yeah. as well. I will say that joke that went missed. over my head. It yeah,
1: I think yeah. it just seemed kind of like self-referential. So I, you know, I chuckled at it, but I wasn't entirely sure what you were going
0: for there. Though uh, the whole oh, it's 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 one of those weeks. Sort of, I liked that a lot. It was it it implied this on again off again relationship while also poking fun at the fact that we're talking about a, a weekly serial show. Yeah. So like, I, I liked that wink. It was fun for me. Um, but I liked, uh, there, I have just a handful of things that I thought you nailed really well. Oh, nice. um, uh, yeah, the One of Those Weeks is great. Um, the Dark Phoebe story, fantastic. Um, <laughs> uh, Gunther just saying, hello, everyone. And Rachel. That's, just, that's <laughs> so had, good. He
1: said like two lines, but he did, yep. did perfectly.
0: Oh, and I love that you have a, a reference to the naked guy uh, yes. out the window. Not even
1: bonus points, but you nailed
0: it. Yeah, so there, there you go. I
1: love that.
2: Well, so how, how did I do? How would you rate Friends: The Last of the Shamcoms? Oh,
0: that's a good question, Andrew.
1: Yeah. So again, um, I thought this was great sitcom, great uh, story, uh, conflict. I like how you, you you did. You had like again integrating all these characters into not a full episode, a like half the length of normal time. You did really well with it, given my, 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 my the faults I saw with Rachel aside. And also Ross, which was who you you know, he was definitely the one of the, the least used. Mm-hmm. But still, again, like Gunther, you nailed him, especially. And I, I have to hand so much to Katie with that bit. Like her overreaction with Ross was just spot on. Um, I'm going to give you eight shots of espresso out of ten um, in, in Chandler's uh, morning coffee. Uh, does that
0: include bonus points?
1: Oh, and my bonus points, um, which uh, you got, because that was, uh, that was um, Affleck. When,
2: yep. Affleck, yeah, and, yeah. I, I knew I had to name the episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I gave you a lot of stuff. Yeah, I was the, like, the yeah. The bad boy. I thought about calling it the one with the sex cupcakes.
0: But, <laughs> but I decided <laughs> against it. <laughs> uh, oh, that's great. Okay, so you have the Affleck, the, the celebrity appearance. That's great. Yeah, my bonus points were, I want to say, the best how you doing yep. from yeah. Joey. Uh, but, I mean, you did it because... It was in there. I mean, the the first use of it was like eh, whatever. He says how you doing, but it wasn't a real pickup attempt. But when Affleck came in to say how you doing, that's when you got the points. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, that's that's fantastic. Again, I think this is uh, good overall. I don't have a lot of criticisms for you. I mean, I could make some things up to complain about, but I'm not going to. Uh, so overall, very entertaining, uh, very close to the source material, um, and uh, yeah, I'd give you. Uh, five out of six. Wait, no. I'll give you a six out of seven of the friends because Günther doesn't count.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all I ever. So wanted. I guess that's a full score because Günther doesn't count. That's so it's six out a of full six. Score. And so pretty if much. I if I want to end my twenty year friend free streak, <laughs> how would I go about doing that? Well, if you want six
1: very attractive and dateable friends, <laughs> um, you can find friends right now on Netflix to stream. Um, that's where I check it out or pick up the DVDs or Blu-ray. I I personally, uh, Aaron and I own the Blu-rays, so nice. pick that sweet high-definition uh, 90s sitcom magic. All 10 seasons? all The full oh, series. Man. It's a very big box. That's amazing.
2: <laughs> all right. Yes.
1: So, And, of course, this was the one that I was looking forward to the most. This is the one I have the biggest connection with, and I was so pleased with what you did here and that we gave... It, the time that we gave, that we, we did friends. We just did yeah. friends. And that makes me so happy <laughs> that we did friends on this show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? Any other
0: no. thoughts? No, great job. Say, yeah.
2: Thanks, thanks for listening to our three ShamCom special episodes. We'll be back to our regular prose next week in the sham fiction that'll show up in your folder and we also have a little bonus ep that's oh, coming yeah. up this week so already uh, out it's Live already right it's,
1: now. It's, in your, it's in your stream um wherever you find this podcast um so check it out we talk with the actors and get a little learn a little bit more about uh, the process and their familiarity with these sitcoms and other sitcoms and just you know have a little more time with the actors a little more heart to
0: heart yeah, so we get some uh, nice scores from them as well so yeah definitely check that out right now thanks so much to all of our beautiful actors, Alan Voigt, Katie Vanelli, Joe Rapp, and Rachel Palaszczowski. They were fantastic. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Reed Reimer, oh, our, our uh, other brother, our composer, our... The, the one who, who made the music to the lovely theme songs that you found in these three episodes. Uh, we're definitely going to play out uh, Marcus's Friends theme again on our way out of this episode. <laughs> so, all right. thank you, Reed. And thank you all for listening. We'll uh, we'll see you next time. This has been Sham Fiction. Sham Fiction is produced by Two Jackets Productions, which is Eric Carlson, Marcus Mann, and Andrew Neal. Big thanks to this week's guest performers, Richard Palaszewski, Joe Rapp, Katie Benelli, and Alan Voigt. Thanks to Reed Reimer for writing the music, and tremendous entertainment for providing the recording space. For more episodes and to read this week's fiction, visit shamfiction.com. That's it for Shamcoms. Next week, we're back to just the three of us. And I don't actually know what we're doing since I'm writing. So instead of giving you a preview of next week, I'm just going to play this song as promised. Life is hard
2: when you're model attractive. You date a lot when you're model attractive. These six friends, they're all model attractive. They're super hot. They date a lot. They're your model attractive friends who are white
4: and also straight.